This episode is brought to you by Red Bear. Hey, pizza lovers, have you heard? You don't have to order in to get fantastic pizza anymore. Now, make it yourself with Red Baron's new fully loaded hand-tossed style pizza with a half pound of premium toppings and a soft, chewy, restaurant-style crust, you'll be blown away. Pick from three flavors in the frozen food aisle, ultimate pepperoni, barbecue recipe chicken, and meat lovers. Indulge yourself. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. From your morning podcast to your afternoon playlist, State Farm knows you personalize your entire day. And that's why State Farm helps you personalize your insurance with the State Farm Personal Price Plan. It offers coverage options that help protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. Listeners and welcome to Go, my favorite sports team. If you're watching on video, you might notice that Tyler has been replaced by a lizard man who is still in his skin and filled his flesh with its scaly body. That or he got a haircut. Yeah, I was going to say you didn't mention that uh, when we first hopped on the call. But uh... listen, I'm very observant, but I know when content needs to be saved. This was a moment meant for content. It's true. I did, in fact, chop it all off before I headed off to Thailand. Yeah, exactly. Because everyone knows you're not allowed to have long hair in Thailand. Exactly. I make the rules, hence why it's called Thailand. Ha ha. Terrible joke. Uh, anyway. <laughs> well, I was actually laughing at that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. I think it was your deadpan delivery that made it uh, better. But um, everyone who laughed at that, take it back. Take it back right now. Uh, no, but I wanted to chop my hair off because it's going to be warm. And uh, dealing with long curly hair, the amount of heat that it contains is uh, immense. And now that I am free from it, my head is lighter. My brain is flowing at higher capacity. You know, it's less weighed down by the curls of chaos. Um, and so here I am with a fresh do. Yeah, looks good on you. Uh, I haven't seen that in a while since the days of Stoneface Tyler, but what do we know anyway? Those days, long gone. You can't relive the past. I have an interesting bone to pick with you because you've yes. let me believe this lie for the longest time that we met in elementary school through wrestling. And you let me believe that that was the truth. And you didn't start wrestling until junior high. I'm almost positive that a long time ago I actually said this, but you got so hung up on the, no, it was fourth grade, third grade thing. The whole argument of like the fact that I didn't even wrestle at that point got lost. And then it turned into when we met and then wrestling came back into it. And at that point I was like, oh man, Tyler's memories are so twisted up and convoluted that I was just like, yeah, I'll, I'll probably just, <laughs> I'll probably just 
let that go. So based off of this, did you ever go to South? No, I was in I was in Miami Elementary. Okay. No, what what it was? I went to one Boy Scout meeting. No. In fourth grade, yes, I went to one Boy Scout or two or three. I can't remember, but but I didn't last long in it. And I think that's where you met me because you were Boy Scout in fourth grade, right? Yeah. Yeah, so in Milford, I remember my dad drove me in some evening down to uh, some building. I can't even remember where it was. It was by that skyline. If you go across the bridge where the bypass is and you go like the thing, there was, there was somewhere around there. I remember he drove me and there was I went in there and it was like a bunch of kids in their Boy Scout uniforms and I didn't have a Boy Scout uniform. And I was like, and I believe you were there. That could be it. I don't remember that distinctly, but... But we weren't in the same school until about fifth grade. That that would explain I met you through band then. Yeah. Because the over... um, Before fifth grade, or it was between fifth and sixth grade, there was the band camp. Where and we both were trumpets, so then that's where we would have met and actually interacted more. That would have been, yeah, that would have been the pre middle school like band like orientation thing. So that was probably it. And then there's like some very distant one off meeting, either that or did um, oh, there was a there was another besides my brother, there was one other uh kid who's Korean. What was his name? Was it June or something? June, June M. Yeah, maybe. He played football, too. Yeah, yeah, June, yeah. Yeah, did he wrestle early on? Because I could totally see, like... I feel like he did. There were so few Korean kids in Milford. I think it was just him, me, and my brother. And me and my brother are both half. So, as a kid brain, it could be easy to confuse a kid with another kid. Yeah, because I remember in high school we were talking, and he said um, that his dad really pushed him to wrestle. But I don't even know if that was... If he did it in youth or not. Who knows, honestly. I mean, I remember meeting you and the the memories that I remember actually seventh grade wrestling more than anything. That's when we would talk and stuff. But yeah, that's that's when I was doing it. Uh, that's like post puberty. I actually got some muscle on me. So finally, I was able to do something. That's wild because I could have sworn the the funniest thing is I think even my mom told me that I would wrestle you and my brother would wrestle your brother. But your brother doesn't remember my brother at all. My brother doesn't remember anything in all fairness. That that is also funny because I don't remember anything from high school, really from high school specifically. I have a lot of good memories from like uh, like very distinct, clear memories from before high school and junior high. Mm -hmm. I don't remember a damn thing that occurred in high school with any kind of clarity. Everything was kind of a blur. It all washes together. Well, anyway, um, this episode might end up being a blur to some, but it's it's an interesting one. A blur. I get what you're saying. That's funny. <laughs> that is. That's funny. I'm not saying that sarcastically. That's funny. This episode is just after Valentine's Day, you know, when love is in the air. And last year, you know, we we talked about his dating a sport. We have a winning jacuzzi. It really came after us for the the sex uh, becoming a sport and us being wrong in the news. It came after us? What came after us? I don't remember something coming after us. The jacuzzi, you know, got really excited for it. So it is time for us to address the uh, genitalia in the room. The genitalia? The genitalia is coming from inside the house. (laughs) Oh, no. And we are doing the episode of Is Sex a Sport? Yay! The most popular episode of Go So Far! It's so good to know something's gonna reign supreme because the title's gonna be Is Sex a Sport? People are gonna click on that. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's gonna be a good day. (laughs) Bless you! Thank you. Sorry, I had to channel the same energy as your sneeze. Thank you. Did you know that the biological mechanisms between an orgasm and a sneeze are very similar? 
Is that why you sneezed? Like, yeah, I had to cover up. <laughs> you were so excited for the episode, you know. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Thanks for exposing me. Anytime. Happy, happy to do it. It's you know just reciprocating what you did on my birthday. So <laughs> what? Wait, don't imply some things that I did on your birthday. You exposed me by talking to my brother and my dad. I don't know if this is the kind of. Mm, I don't know about that. All right. Anyway, February is the month of love. We just got accused about uh, the debunked European sex championship that supposedly took place in Sweden, which actually mm -hmm. the event technically kind of took place, but that's we'll talk about that later. But Mark, we got to have the talk. Oh, okay. All right. I'm ready. We need to we need to tell tell our audience or tell you. Uh, maybe I should just tell you what sex is, you know? Yeah, we got to define sex. It's complicated. It's very simple. It actually isn't. Um the dictionary style answer, very simple. Intercourse involving penetration of the vagina by the penis. Coitus. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. But then it also has intercourse that does not involve penetration of the vagina by the penis. And that's that's literally the tip of the iceberg when it comes to sex, right? There's not just one kind of sex. There's multiple. Solo sex, masturbation, you know, when you're taking care of yourself. I don't think that qualifies. I don't think that qualifies. Coupling, two people having sex with each other. Orgies, several people. Hundreds, could be thousands. Those don't exist. All having sex with each other. The world record, by the way, uh, is 500 people set in Japan in 2006. Holy shit. Yeah. Anal sex or butt stuff. <laughs> Usually in... <laughs> The common scientific name for it, anal sex or uh, bootstufe. Well, it's, it either involves involves a penis going in someone's ass. There's also pegging, strap-ons, you know, toys, different things can go in there. You know, if if anybody thought that uh, this was going to be a classy episode, I'm, I'm glad that we're just like going into the most crass way to talk about this, which is like, I think it really sets the tone. I hope you're listening to this and or watching this with your parents in the room on full blast. I hope you have your windows down, your blast it with your heavy bass in your car. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 pulled up to a stoplight and it's just like anal sex or butt stuff. <laughs> butt stuff. <laughs> this person in this vehicle is listening to people talk about butt stuff. All right, okay, we got that out of the way. And then there's oral sex, genitalia stimulation of a partner with the mouth uh, of the other. You know, you have the 69 situation where you know both mouths are involved, helping each other. Mm -hmm. Would you say a rim job would call? Qualify as oral sex or would it qualify as butt stuff or both? These are the questions we're going to answer today. <laughs> Why does this have to be the question that we're going to answer today? Because the answer is obvious. It's both, but period. <laughs> it's both, but period. <laughs> are these really pertinent to the sport of sex? Are you going to get the diagrams out? Are you going to tell me the exact width of the toboggan of the sex toboggan? Yes. Yes. The average measurements of the genitalia of people. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Okay. But anyway, these definitions don't even factor in things like BDSM and the various kink world um, and the variations of sex that are more than physical acts to consider because sex isn't just biological. There are many different erotic zones, feats, turn-ons, and other people uh, that get ready for sex. It's not biological. Where, excuse me. Hold on. Uh, wait a minute. Hold yeah. on. Wait a minute. You're telling me that the pure biological system that is human sex. There's what? What is this? What? What are you? What are you talking? I'm about? saying that the brain is when you find the fifth base. I'm talking about that in terms of like a wink, wink fifth base, and you ascend to another plane of reality and orgasm into the other verse as <laughs> you, your spiritual form explodes into a shower of pleasure. Something like that. 
Yeah, there's a reason that they are gods and goddesses of sex. There, there are probably ethereal realms. Name two: Aphrodite, Cupid. All right, that's kind of the goddess of that's kind of the god of love. I don't know if that's necessarily sex in a lot of traditional uh, forms back in the day encompassed sex. The sex and you just said sex encompasses sex. I meant love encompasses sex. Sorry, but sex uh, does encompass sex. Right, so you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like a square is a rectangle, but a rectangle is not a square. But we need we love is a different sport that we've covered already. But don't worry, everything still fits in the square hole. Not necessarily. That's a TikTok reference. Yeah, but certain star patterns won't fit in a square hole. There, unless they're small enough. Anyway, um, <laughs> certain songs, lighting set the mood. If you've ever scrolled through book talk videos, you'll see often. Uh, couples where one of them will read a scene in a spicy romance book book talk and book get in the talk. mood to reenact what they read my god book talk the bunch of nerds over there on book talk you think they know a thing or two about the sport of sex 1000 percent. no way they couldn't handle it no way no way they have they have expanded sex beyond our understanding mark uh, yeah right my understanding is so far beyond their definitions of sex i know so much do you know about all the social and emotional factors that are involved in sex and why standard definitions don't factor into the why of sex which is just as varied as the various forms that sex can take so what was the question? I couldn't even remember what the question was. About the social and emotional factors. What, what social and emotional factors? We'll get into that. But for some, sex is a way to be close to their romantic partner. For others, it's a pleasurable activity they do to relieve stress, and it feels good. Or it's to reproduce. Or it is a job. One of the oldest it's jobs to job. ever exist. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and in some cases, sex is a competition. But first, let's dive into the history of sex. Similar to other sports we've covered, there's a history. The sordid, sordid history of sex. Sordid, uh -huh. sordid, so, sordid. Yeah, sordid. Sordid. Not sordid. Yeah, for everyone listening out there, he's not saying sordid, S-O-R-D-I-D, sordid, which means untasteful or like kind of disgraced. Similar to other sports we've covered, sex started out as a survival mechanism. About two billion years ago, single-cell organisms started doing the horizontal tango. They started fucking. But it wasn't until about 385 million years ago that sex as we know it started. Uh-huh. Do you know what was the first creature type to have sexual intercourse for reproduction? It was probably some kind of a mollusk. It was a fish. I was going to say fish, too. But yeah, okay, that makes sense. A prehistoric fish called Microbrachy dicky. I'm not making this up. This is legit. Dicky. Here is the fish. Wow. The microbrachy dicky. Wow, microbrachy dicky. Holy crap. Look at him. Isn't he beautiful? Does it got like a turtle shell? That's funky. Yeah, it's a little weird, right? That is strange. It's the first known animal to stop reproducing by spawning, instead mated by having sex. With a penis. So we can skip the foreplay of millions of years ago of the evolution of happy fun times and get to the good part I know you all have been waiting for. The Romans! You are absolutely correct! Yes! I had a feeling. Listen, you can't separate the history of sex without getting into Rome and or Greece. Like, it's just, it is the way it is. There's no denying it. Roman sex magic. Magic? Oh man, sex wizards? 
If the art at the time is anything to go by, the Romans were all about sex. Unlike today. Unlike today, you know. Now it's the French. Oh, yeah. But there are mosaics, carvings, chimes, pottery, depicting sexual acts, sexual organs, and orgies. And Mark, do I have a collection of images for you? Okay. So this is the first one. Damn! For everyone at home, don't worry. If you're not looking, it's a big blur. But damn, that's a big blur. What kind of Popeye penis has that guy got? How? What can of spinach did he eat? <laughs> yeah. Why has he got a scepter? Why has he got two scepters? One's got it. One's there for the dick, you know? Uh, mm, oh, that's just crude. Come on. Scepter-fy. Don't, don't ask me why I said that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And then there's the beautiful one here. Oh, dick and bells. <laughs> yeah. The first one I showed you showed you was a mu uh, wall mural of Mercury, uh, or Priapus, as its name is. I probably mispronounced this. A Priapus? Really? A Priapus? 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 Right. Isn't that the terminology for if you get a boner for too long? You call your doctor? Yeah, but it's called it's called Priaprism, I believe. Or if you get bit by that spider in like South America, there's a spider that if you bite it, you'll get like the most unbelievably painful erection. That's actually in the definition of like, let me look up erection spider. It's not a joke. It's the wandering spider. Phonutria nigriventer. What? It's a large spider. It's about five centimeters long. Legs can span up to 15 centimeters in larger individuals. It's covered in thick brown hair found under logs and crevices. It raises its first two pair of legs as a warning, but if it bites you, basically, aside from causing intense pain, the venom of the spider can also cause priapism, priapism, not prism, priapism in humans. Erections resulting from the bite are uncomfortable, can last for many hours, and lead to impotence. A component of the venom is being studied for use in erectile dysfunction treatments. Oh, but uh, uh, Priapus is the Greek mythology god of fertility, and uh, he's said to protect livestock, vegetables, fruit plants, and male genitalia. Does he have a boner that doesn't go away? In all of the images I am seeing right now, he's something. You, yep. you want to see this? Oh, you got something else? I'm on the Wikipedia page. I'm seeing it. Oh, yeah, then we're on the same page. Yeah, yeah. It almost looks like it's armored. It kind of does. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, I can see that. But anyway, the one I just showed you were the chimes. Uh, it mm. was a bron bronze tintinabellum, uh, and it's a phallus in the form of a winged lion with suspended chimes from 1st C.B.C. Absolutely it is. So, if you were a rich male citizen in ancient Rome, it would be wild. Sexy time for you. Bathhouses adorned with erotic frescoes where you could hire a prostitute. Speaking of prostitution, definitely legal in ancient Rome. And they played an important part in the Roman festival of Floralia, where they would participate in naked dancing and mock gladiatorial battles in the nude. Good for them. Um, there's even a record of a sex competition taking place involving a Roman empress, <gasps> though it's not certain if it actually occurred or was just political gossip. Pliny the Elder, a Roman author and philosopher, wrote about a competition. Pliny? Pliny. The competition was to sleep with the most men. Who won? Uh, well, maybe this excerpt will tell us. Messalina, the wife of Claudius Caesar, thinking this a palm quite worthy of an empress, selected for the purpose of deciding the question, one of the most notorious of the women who followed the profession of a hired prostitute. And the empress outdid her. After oh, yeah. continuous intercourse, night and day, at the 25th 
embrace. 25 partners? In one day. One set of 24 hours. I mean, that's a lot. I'm I'm wondering if it only classified if you got them to climax. Yeah, probably. That's uh good, you know, good for the Empress. That's that's what I say about that. Good for the Empress. What's good for the Empress is good for the Gander. Exactly. That's exactly how that phrase was created. Mm, yep, a hundred percent. Don't look it up. But Romans had private religious rituals that used magical spells related to sex. You were have if you were having trouble having kids or didn't want kids, dealing with erectile dysfunction, you could go to a temple, make an offering, and ask gods to help. Yes. And usually they involved leaving clay or stone carvings of penises, breasts, or uteruses. But I gotta okay. This is all really titillating to hear, but I'm not hearing much wait, actually, yes, I guess I did. That was the first competition. Yeah. Oh. Sex was such a part of Roman society that we could spend hours discussing all the various social, political, and religious aspects of it, but we've got to get to judging of sex as a sport. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, all right. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Right now is a busy time for college basketball, especially with the tournament coming up. And whoever makes it to the top, one thing is certain. It takes the most talented people working together to help these teams play at this level. It's the same for your business. You want the most talented people you can find to help make your business thrive. To find those people, you need to use ZipRecruiter. Try it free at ZipRecruiter.com go. ZipRecruiter uses powerful matching technology to help you quickly score excellent candidates. Immediately after you post your job, they'll start sending you people with the right skills and experience. And once you review the list, you can send your top choices an invite to apply. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash go. Again, that's Z-I-P-R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R dot com slash G-O. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. This episode is brought to you by Red Bear. Hey, pizza lovers, have you heard? You don't have to order in to get fantastic pizza anymore. Now, make it yourself with Red Baron's new fully loaded hand-tossed style pizza with a half pound of premium toppings and a soft, chewy, restaurant-style crust, you'll be blown away. Pick from three flavors in the frozen food aisle, ultimate pepperoni, barbecue recipe chicken, and meat lovers. Indulge yourself. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. So let's talk about the European sex championships that were announced last year. Woohoo! Yes, the fake ones that made us look like fools. Yes. So after news broke that Sweden had declared sex a sport and that there would be a sex championship, it was quickly debunked and news articles declaring it a hoax. However, rumors were based in truth. The strip club owner named Dragon Braktik did create the Swedish Sex Federation. And he did, in fact, submit an application to be recognized as a sports organization. However, Sweden did, in fact, reject it. Even though sex hadn't officially been a sport, the sex championship still was going to take place. Competitors Mm -hmm. came to Sweden, the event was set, but eventually did get canceled after many issues due to lack of organization, numerous tech issues, which I have no idea what that could imply, and judges not showing up. Despite... It's cancellation. There was still an actual planned event. The competition was a judged one. There would have been 16 judged categories for athletes to compete in, ranging from how fast a competitor could seduce another competitor. Seduce? Wait. 
Like, <laughs> hey, baby. That doesn't make any sense as far as, like, consistent basis to judge upon. Is it the same person or all four competitors trying to seduce the same person? Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. How you doing? Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Squeeze. Hey, baby with Riz. <laughs> yeah, hey, baby with Riz. Yeah, absolutely. To uh, use and completion of the Karma Sutra and how much a competitor could raise the heart rate or blood pressure of their partner. So is it like you have to, you hit go and then you go through every page in the Kama Sutra and you just... <laughs> <laughs> that would be extremely impressive. Also dangerous. Like, can you imagine someone gets a leg twisted in the wrong way at the wrong time? Or, you know, uh, like you bend one way too far. <laughs> dick pops right off what? yep that's that's the risk these are high level performances we are now into act two mark already wow this is where we are deciding is sex a sport okay so why should it be considered a sport all right on the surface level sex has the appearance of a sport it's an athletic activity requires endurance stamina flexibility there's skills that can be developed over time you can mm. actually train to be better at sex there's even more positions so there's strategy that can be in play not to mention you can have injuries that are quite difficult to recovery to recover and go through physical therapy for like sports injuries and there are many qualities of sex that can function like a team sport communication and coordination between partners or two people trying to take care of another person adjusting to their movements stratagem nonverbal and verbal cues so Let's get into the nitty gritty of is it a sport? Yeah, we're not, we haven't been in the nitty gritty just yet. We are now only just getting into it. Does it have competition? There have been sex related sport like competitions in the past, and we've already discussed the sex championships, but there are others. There was an air sex championships in Japan in 2006. The first air sex championships took place. What does air sex mean? I knew you would ask that. It's like air guitar, but sex acts. Competitors are clothed and judged on their air performance of various sexual acts. Humping the air, positions. This this is where you could do the full Kama Sutra speed run without risking your dick popping off. And in fact, air sex competitions started popping up in the US, but it looks like there hasn't been a championship since 2020 when COVID got in the way. There are also world records for sex. I would believe it. Um, for example... World record for the most orgasms from a single woman in an hour. How many do you think it is? Oh, it's probably extremely high because I know there are a few cases where someone has like a disorder or something where they, they can't stop. So I'm going to say it's 112. 134. You were pretty close. Damn. All right. Yeah. The record for the most sexual partners in 24 hours, which was set in 2004 in Poland. 2004? Okay, so it's a number high enough that hasn't been able to be beaten for a while. So we're probably looking at... In 24 hours? 24 hours. So this is going to put the that empress to shame, right? So the empress had 25. 25, I 25? Think, yeah. Modern times, modern lubricants, modern stimulants. There's no regulation on the regulation. I'm guessing it's in the 200s. You're lowballing. 500. Getting closer. 682. 919. Oh! <laughs> to completion? I don't know if it was to completion or if it was just in and out, in and out, huh? in and out. Huh? 
next, huh, next, huh. Just the tip, just the tip, just the tip, just the tip. <laughs> oh, that poor, poor person. Yeah, did they just line them up and they just had to walk down the, like, that's- Yeah, there, ha there had to be some organization. Okay, listen, 900 people. That starts to get into the realm of crowd management. Yeah. Right? 900 people is not just, oh, we're all in a room. You can't fit 900 people in most rooms. Is it like outdoor in a field? Exactly. You have them lined up around. They got to be ready to go when they get in there. They got to time things right. Is there like a down and back method? They just swap in and out down a line and then back the other way? Oh my God. Exactly. And this is questioning whether or not it's to completion because if it's to completion, that's a whole nother beast. Yeah, there's no way it's to completion. No way. It could be. It could be. You never know. Possibility of competitions. And there are different ways to compete. You could be competing to get your partner off before you get off and vice versa. You could be racing for you to finish somebody faster than somebody else could finish with somebody. I don't like how many you can do this kind of things you're throwing okay. at me. Somebody could do this. There are ways that they could qualify competitions. And we talked about some in the sex championships, like positions, different stuff like that. It's repeatable. It requires skills that anyone can learn and technically anyone could train for just like any other sport. And some individuals will naturally have greater attributes, much like in other sports, but you still have to be good at the sport of sex and can uh -huh. get better with practice. Sex competitions could create qualifying rules and judges. Sure could. Sporting chance. There's a sporting chance because pretty much all of the adult population in the world could compete in a sex competition and potentially win. You're right. Definitive wiener. I, I'm winner. Definitive, definitive wiener. <laughs> it's the definitive wiener. You heard it. In world record attempts related to sex, there is a definitive winner for things like the longest masturbation session or most orgasms in an hour. There are clear ways to distinguish a criteria winner based on the criteria for the competition. It could be position based. It could be uh, endurance. Who can last the longest? Who can finish the fastest? There are ways they could make it competitive. There, yes, you're right. And if you think about it from a biological standpoint, sex is basically the oldest competition that biological organisms have. It's kind of the whole thing about it. It's, it's inherent competition because it's the idea of competing to be able to continue your genes. That's the ultimate competition. There is no competition that is more important for the vast majority of history. So, yes. I I do think that these are leading towards the conclusion that it might be a sport. So now let's dive into why it shouldn't be considered a sport. Yeah, right. Non-competitive. While it's hard for scientists to gather exact data, it's estimated that worldwide sex takes place over one million times a day. That means the vast majority of sex is not competition-based mm -hmm. and is generally not competitive. It's usually for fun or for reproduction purposes or to bond. To, to bond. <sighs> Come on, spiritual moment. You connect. Uh, Stare longingly into their eyes. Gross. Not everyone in the world has a sporting chance. There are many laws all over the world that would prevent people from competing in sex competitions, particularly with relation to where you can compete. Mm-hmm. In the U.S., every single state has laws against public indecency and would make it hard for any hosting of a competition involving sex. There's still the taboo around sex. Most, you know, most spelling autocorrect won't offer correct spellings for words like orgasm, masturbation, penis, 
Even though the software can tell when the word is spelled correctly, it won't autocorrect to what you're actually wanting to say. Hmm. The other thing is there's an argument of it isn't repeatable and there's no clear winner. Most competitions involving sex are judged with categories that are subjective. There's no way to make them objective to create a point system necessarily that we know today. They're based on opinions. They're also based on different arousals that various individuals have compared to others. There are different criteria for what you consider to be a good sexual partner. In that case, it's hard to be considered repeatable, which would make it hard to be considered a sport because it would be more of an art form in that case, because it would be subjective to the person who's being the judge. You could have 10 different judges, but they'd give 10 different scores for the same competition. Well, that's what happens all the time anyway, so. Yes, but most ones that are considered sports have, like gymnastics, a point-based system that they follow the criteria for. People will focus on different details to different levels, but there's a considered objective scoring system that's there. But it doesn't seem that much different from traditional judging sports that currently exist, so I'm not really convinced that it's not. Right, right. So, but there's there's so many different ways you could compete. You know, you've got you've got your endurance. Your your competition could be who keeps the direction longest. You, have you ever watched like the show of like how they have a bucket on the dick and whoever's dick holds the bucket of water up longer wins? No, not no. I have not <laughs> seen this. <laughs> what do you mean? Have I seen this thing you just made up? No, I haven't seen it. You fool. There could be. There, there could be. Who could shoot the furthest, you know, when they climax? With a gun? Nope. With their sperm. Why are now you shy? Why is it? Why are you shy now? Why because is this now? is coming straight from my head instead of my notes that were in front of me. Ah, I see. I see. You know, they're different. There's different criteria. And much like with dating, everybody has different specifications for what they look for in a partner. So if you're talking about sex to climax competitions between partner and partner, it's a little bit different. Some people will be good at different skills because as you're with somebody longer, you get better at having sex with them. You develop chemistry. You develop and understand what they like and what they don't like. There are some aspects of sex that I feel like could be considered competitions, but do you think sex itself would be considered a sport? Here's the thing, right? I don't know. It's one of those things where the reason certain sports are so popular and accessible is because everyone wants to do them and they're like, and yes, sex does fall in that. I can't see there being that many people that want to compete on a professional sexual level. Mostly because what it would become if it was televised is just another facet of pornography. Because as an entertainment part of sport, the only way for sex to become like a officially recognized sport in broadcast is basically you're going to broadcast porn. And what you've said about the qualifying statements of like the the kind of taboos and like the general like uh, shying away from sexual topics and stuff like that. There would be certain things that would try to shut it down, definitely regulate it and definitely like morally, you know, to each and everyone's morals. But there would be like a lot of people that would be up in arms about sex as a sport. It's a similar thing in a weird way to war. Is war a sport? War is a competition. And we've talked about that in the past. And it's we kind of reached the conclusion that no, it's not a sport. But there are war games, so it's like with sex, there are sex games, there's exhibition sex, you know, there's like intramural sex. What does intramural mean? Let me qualify. What does intramural (laughs) mean? 
recreational, I'm pretty sure. Okay, situated or done within the walls of a building. <laughs> <laughs> There's extra mural sex. Wait, the sub definition is both in, in a sentence. It's both intramural and churchyard graves. That's the example. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, taking place within a single educational institution is the other definition, which I think doesn't technically apply, but it's forming part of normal university or college studies, which if you know your university and college, that is the sex intramural championships. Mm -hmm. There you have it. Uh, well, uh, actually, there you don't have it. I didn't make a point. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, Mark, you you left us hanging. You just you just edged the hell out of us with your statements there instead of. So what I'm saying is like all this being said, yes, it's one of the bases of competitions, but it's so base, it's so rooted in like the the fundamental essence of the thing about games is like and sports in general is like it's what people have like invented on top of things like the physics of a ball being hit you can't qualify that as like a sport with sex and the sex sport championship it's gonna be difficult for the world to accept that that being said that wouldn't stop it from technically being a sport if there was a competition for it just because it would be qualified as porn doesn't mean that it wouldn't technically still be a sport because right. If it was treated as such, then there are no restrictions on the definition of sport to get there. I just posit that there's going to be a lot of challenges to get to those points. So I would say from a general sense that I like much like you said, that I don't think sex encompassing will ever be a sport, nor could be considered a sport. Um, it comes down to issues of repeat repeatability as much as we touched on it. Everything uh -huh. is so subjective and there's no way to like objectively have different people watch the same thing and be like, oh yeah, that person's definitely the best. And there's no world champion. Yeah, there's exactly. no Olympics. There's no, you know, distinguished. This is the best at sex because that's going to be subjective. It's so down to personal preference in no other activity. Is there something that is boiled down to individual preference? Like you could have the biggest dick in the world. That's not going to get you very far in terms of sex because you ask many people out there. They do not want the biggest dick in the world. That is an incredible intimidating prospect or terrifying in some cases painful i don't know what the world record for biggest dick is but i guarantee you it's too big world record for biggest dick 35 centimeters okay what's that to inches <laughs> i must have it said it did 35 meters so it, it said a thousand three hundred and seventy seven <laughs> inches a day. all right so apparently a 54 year old in mexico has a penis that's almost 19 inches long 18.9 inches oh man i don't even know if i believe that how is that even possible there's another guy who says he has a 13.5 inch one okay 35 centimeters is 13.778 inches so i would say that's probably the upper limit on what's even possible and yeah you ask 99 percent of people out there that's too big 99.999 percent of people there will be that exception with the world's largest hole that would be very happy for that i just want to read this line from the first bit of this uh, largest penis in the world there's a hot debate between new yorker jonah falcon who has a 13.5 inch penis or and Robert Cabrera's 19-inch me member. I'm glad they had to qualify one as being 13 inches erect.
correct. Otherwise, <laughs> man, it would have really been up in the air. Oh my god. See, see, it's such a jump from 13 to 19 that I don't know if I believe 19. Oh, Falcon claims that he's the record holder because Robert can't use his member. Ah, I see. Interesting. Why do you call it a member? I don't know. They said penis earlier and they just wanted to not say penis again, I guess. Uh, his schlong. His, his biggest dickus. It's his meat cannon. Anyway. His proboscis. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. Yeah. Okay. What, uh, what was the conclusion? That sex isn't a sport. Yet. But I will say this. You can make it your own sport with your partner. With consent, you guys can compete with each other in your own different ways and you can make it your own sport. Mm-hmm. But it won't ever really be able to be qualified as a sport as a whole, as far as we know in this moment. Who are we to say? Maybe there is the the world champion sex doer out there. He could be sitting in this very room, Mark. He? They. 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 Could be anybody. I guess technically there would need to be two leagues, penises and vaginas. Or somebody who has both. Has that ever actually been, like, proven? Like, scientifically actually proven? Too functioning. I don't know about too functioning. We'll need to do more research. Anyway, you're all recruited into our research efforts. You are now part of the uh, sex sport investigation team. Also known as SPIT, sex sport <laughs> investigation team. You're part of SPIT, where we are morally opposed to swallow, which is like sex will always lick lemons oh wow we don't want to be part of swallow sex will always love long time that's swalt <laughs> sex will always last longer oh on wetness no wait sex will always last longer oh whoops that's swallow. The way I would have thought of spit is it's a natural lubricant in sex anyway, so it had nothing to do with the spit or swallow debate, but the other, anyway, the natural lubricant that is the human saliva. Anyway, that's going to do it for this episode of Go. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We hope you had an amazing Valentine's Day, whether you had sex or not. Oh, this was Valentine's Day? Oops. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Oh, gee. All right. Well, that, that explains a lot. Yeah. You can go to the subreddit, add your jacuses or anything else, debate with us about whether you think sex is a sport, share your suggestions of things that you might want us to cover using the proper flair, and um, stay tuned for all the chaos and creations we have in store for you in the future. Mm. Mark, any last words? What do you mean? What do you mean? I don't know. Any last words? Anything you, you send you off? Mean? You want to say bye? What do you mean? What do you mean? Stay classy. Okay. Unlike this guy. Hey! <laughs> Am I wrong? No. Didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs>